Yeah. Happy birthday, Impact. Amen. Now, how many people are glad to be in the house of God this morning? Amen. Wonderful. Well, Impact, today we're beginning a very exciting message series titled... Uh, turn to your neighbor and tell them the pastor is going to give you one more chance to be excited. Tell them, tell them, stay focused. Here we go. Today we're beginning a brand new message series titled... Woohoo! Wonderful. Now, I want you to turn to two or three people, smack them at the back of the head, and just tell them, stay focused. <laughs> stay focused. Well, Impact, before I even go to the message, I want to take a moment and just thank all the leaders of this house, all the servant leaders. All those that serve, come on, let's appreciate everybody. All that serve. Four years of miracles. How many people know this church would not be what it is today if it wasn't for the leaders? I honor God for the leaders of this house. Thank God for the elders. Let's appreciate all the deacons. Let's appreciate everybody that's serving here. Come on, let's put our hands together. Because of you, God is doing amazing things. Amen. Now, Impact, I also have an exciting announcement before we start today. Today, we are beginning a brand new ministry here at Impact Church, and it's a marriage counseling ministry. Come on, you missed a good place to put your hands together. My wife and I, we go to counseling. The elders of this church, we believe in counseling. Amen. You can come to counseling, yes, because you have issues, but you can come to counseling because you're trying to take your marriage to the next level. Amen. Well, yesterday we had a pig roast for the man. Come on, somebody. Woo. It was an incredible time. We got to meet some people. Well, impact. Let's go to the word of God. Let's read Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Luke chapter 10, 38 to 42. I'm so excited about this message it's our season to be focused in Jesus' name. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet. Can you just ask somebody, whose feet are you sitting under? Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Sounds like some sister drama over here. Tell her to come here and help me. I wish I could do the hand thing. Tell her to come here and help me. Verse 41. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha. I can picture Jesus. My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. That's the recipe for worry, doing too many things. You are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing. Somebody shout one thing. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it. I pray that God will give you a revelation of the one thing you're supposed to be doing. Mary has discovered it. Mary has discovered it. 
and it will not be taken away from her. We're going to jump right into this. Please write this down. There's nothing more powerful than a focused life. Like a magnifying glass, it has power to start fires and pierce through every obstacle. There's nothing more powerful than a focused life. Like a magnifying glass, it has power to start fires and pierce through every obstacle. I declare in the name of Jesus that you've come into a season of focus. That you're going to start fires in Jesus' name. And you're going to break through every obstacle in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, I release a spirit of discipline and focus in the name of Jesus. Please write this down. Where there's great focus and unwavering commitment, great impact is inevitable. Where there's great focus and unwavering commitment, great impact is inevitable. Let me encourage someone who's serving their God-given purpose that your success is coming. Don't give up. Stay focused. Somebody say amen. Please write this down. It doesn't matter how talented or intelligent someone is. If they lack focus, they will always perform under their capacity. Talent is overrated. It's not always the smartest and the most talented person in the room that gets great success. It's those that have laser focus. That's why I declare over you a season of discipline in the name of Jesus. A season of supernatural focus in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I receive it. Please write this down. Successful people consistently focus on their priorities while ordinary people focus on whatever life throws their way. Let me say that again. Successful people consistently focus on their priorities while ordinary people focus on whatever life throws their way. I declare a spirit of laser focusedness in Jesus' name over you. Somebody say amen. Steve Jobs was fired from Apple Company, the very company that he started. He was fired because of pride. And then the company was quickly going down the drain. And they realized that they needed to bring him back. When they brought him back, he turned the company around by consolidating. At the time, Apple Company was selling way too many products. He came back and decided to consolidate. He turned around the company and today, Apple Company is one of the most successful companies in the world because of the power of focus. Somebody said the power of focus. Now, this is what Steve Jobs said. I love this. People think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on. But that's not what it means at all. It means saying no. Somebody shout no. Come on, one more time. Somebody say no. I release the grace upon you to learn how to say no. Because some of us don't know how to say no. Come on, I release that grace upon you. You have permission to say no to stuff that is not part of your journey in the name of Jesus. But that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas. Just because something is good does not mean it's God. To the hundred other good ideas that they are. You have to pick carefully. I'm actually proud of the things I haven't done. As the things I have done. And then he says this. I think this is so powerful. He says, innovation is saying no to 1,000 things. Innovation is saying no to 1,000 things. This is what Zig Ziglar said. I don't care how much power, brilliance, or energy you have. 
if you don't harness it and focus it on a specific target and hold it there, you are never going to accomplish as much as your ability warrants. This is what Bill Gates said. My success, part of it certainly, is that I have focused in on a few things. I have focused in on a few things. By the way, all these notes today are available on your Impact Church app. I love to say that. Something about that I think is so cool. This is what Bruce Lee said. Anybody loves Bruce Lee? I've always loved to do that. Bruce Lee says, the successful warrior is the average man. The successful warrior is the average man. Average man. Average man with laser-like focus. Talent is overrated. You don't have to be the most talented person in the room to get the job done. You just have to be focused. Somebody shout focus. Come on, somebody shout that three times. And this is the way Pastor Zenzo says it. This is how I say it. The way to get more things done is not to do more things, but to simply focus on less. Somebody say amen. Because the deception is I have to do more. I want to get more things done between now and December, so I'm going to pile up more things. No, the way forward is to do less. Somebody shout amen. King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 25, Keep your head up, your eyes straight ahead, and focus, and your focus fixed on what is in front of you. I love the TPT version, the Passion Translation version. Set your gaze upon the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. Ignore life's destruction. Somebody say amen. I love this passage here that we just read. I love it because... It showcases the humanity of our Lord Jesus. Jesus had a friend, and his friend was Lazarus. How many people know Jesus had friends too? Turn to your neighbor and just tell them it's time to have some friends. Uh, the days of having some weird Christians who are not friendly is over. Somebody say amen. And that's what I love about Impact Church. This is a friendly church. Come on, somebody. Have you been welcomed? Has somebody been nice to you? Come on. Hallelujah. It's an incredible church. Jesus had friends too. His friend was Lazarus. And Lazarus had two sisters, Mary and Martha. And many times when I imagine Mary and Martha... I think of them as twins. The Bible never says they are twins. But I think they could have been twins because everywhere they are mentioned in the Bible, they are mentioned together as a pair. And they have some drama here going on. They, they have some sister drama that's going on. The Bible says Mary was focused on Jesus. So Mary was the sister who was the most focused one. And then the Bible says that Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was making. If the Bible calls you distracted, you are probably distracted. But Mary was the focused one. So I want to take three points. Matter of fact, four points today. I'll give you a bonus one. Four points today. We're going to learn from Mary because she was the focused one. Four points on how you can be focused in this season. How many people are ready? Amen. Luke chapter 10 verse 39. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet 
learning, listening to what he taught. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. Impact, my first question is this. Whose feet are you sitting under? Who's teaching you? Because let me remind you, you've been wrong before. Let me remind you, we all have blind spots. Can you see Mary? She's sitting in front of Jesus. She's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Can I remind this 11 o'clock service today that feet don't smell good? Now, I know somebody's over-spiritual in this place. No, this is Jesus, Pastor Zenzo. The feet of Jesus can't smell. He was man. He was human. And can you remember that in this day and age, they didn't wear shoes. They wore sandals. And they walked on the same streets that their animals walked on. Can I remind you that when animals walk, they don't wear clothes. And they release some stuff on the ground. That's why in this generation, when you went to somebody's house, the host was required to have a basin by the side of the door, and they were supposed to wash your feet. I am so glad I live in the 21st century, because I don't want to be washing people's stinking feet. But can you see Mary? She's sitting at the feet of Jesus. She's honest enough that she needs help, that she needs someone to teach her. And she's sitting right there. Impact, we're beginning this 30 days of impact. If you're going to be focused, these 30 days of focus to make impact by way of being focused. But if you are going to be focused in this season, the first thing that you have to do is that you have to be honest with where you are in life right now. Can I say that again? You have to be honest with where you are in life right now. Impact, the greatest form of deception is self-deception because you can never fix a problem you don't admit to have. Let me say that again. The greatest form of deception is self-deception because you can never fix a problem you don't admit to have. If you're going to be focused in this next 30 days, you have to be honest with yourself. Where are you spiritually? Where are you mentally, psychologically, economically? Where are you relationally? Somebody say amen. It's time to go into your bathroom and wear yourself again. A friend of mine told me, Pastor, I don't really weigh myself because I don't really want to be discouraged. I don't want to know how much I weigh. Well, you can never fix a problem you tolerate. You can never fix a problem you don't know you have. One time I went to the hospital because I ate some bad Chinese food. I had some food poisoning. And they put me in this hospital room. And then they brought another person in the room. He was so prideful. The way he was speaking to his wife. The way he was addressing his brother. He was full of pride. And then there was a moment when everybody left the room. It's as if they ran away from him. He was all wired up and he had to go to the bathroom. So I was sitting right there on my bed and I was watching a good movie. Because this guy got up to go to the bathroom and he was wearing something. I don't know why they make you wear this at the hospital. It's called a Johnny. Somebody knows where I'm going with this. God speaks to me in some of the weirdest ways ever. So I preach what God speaks to me. I'm sorry if this is too much for you, but this is what God spoke to me. As that man was walking to the bathroom, his entire back was exposed. 
And God says to me, Zenzo, it doesn't matter how prideful you are, you still have a blind spot. So who are you listening to? Who is teaching you? You've got to have some people in your life you trust more than yourself. Look at Mary. This is a sign of humility. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. This is a posture of humility. She's sitting there and Jesus is teaching her. We're beginning this 30 days of Focus Impact Church. We have this booklet here. We're going to give this to everybody. And this is going to help you to focus your life. But there's a place in this booklet where you have to fill out three things that you're trying to fix in this season. Why? Because until you're honest with what you have to fix, you will not fix it. Somebody shout hallelujah. How many people know we're not here to play church? We're here for transformation. Somebody shout hallelujah. We're here for transformation. You have to be honest with yourself. What are the things you have to change? You can never change a problem that you don't admit to have. So there are five questions you have to ask yourself. Number one, what is my current condition? Number two, what would I like to change? Number three, how do I break the cycles in my life? Number four, how did I end up here? How did I end up here? How did my family end up this way? How did I end up in this place relationally? How did I end up here in my health? You have to be willing to answer that question and you have to, to be willing to stop blaming people. Somebody shout hallelujah. And then finally, who will I submit to? Who will I submit to? Psalm 51 verse 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, all oh God, you will not despise. Somebody say amen. The second thing you have to do that Mary did in order to be focused is you have to set clear goals. Somebody shout, set clear goals. Luke chapter 10 verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem. On their way to Jerusalem. On their way to Jerusalem. Very important detail. Jesus was not going to Bethany. Martha and Mary were in a city called Bethany. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And he just happened to stop by Bethany to say something to his friends. Now, if you're going to understand what's going on here. And if you're going to focus your life. You have to understand what was Jesus going to Jerusalem to do. I am so glad you asked. Jesus was going to Jerusalem to die. He was going to Jerusalem to be crucified. Jesus was heading to Jerusalem to pay the ultimate price. Mary understood this because the Bible says Mary was focusing on the one thing that was worth focusing on. And Jesus said, Mary has discovered this one thing that's most important. What you have to know was that this was the last time Jesus would visit Lazarus and Mary and Martha for the last time in person. He was going to die. This was the time for Jesus to say his goodbyes. This was not a festival. This was a solemn assembly. But Mary understood what Jesus was doing. Martha misunderstood what Jesus was doing. 
Why did Martha misunderstand what Jesus was doing? How do I know this? Because Martha is distracted by throwing a big dinner. This is not time to be feasting. This is time to receive Jesus' dying wishes. This is time for goodbyes. She's throwing a party. She's distracted. She's in the kitchen. She's trying to make some linguine and bruschetta and meatballs and spaghetti. She's running around. She's sweating. She's cutting up the tomatoes. And This is not a feast, Martha. This is a solemn moment. This is the last time you'll be able to touch Jesus. This is the last time you will be able to see Jesus face to face. Jesus is in your house for the last time. It's not time to be feasting. It's not time to be cooking. It's time to sit at his feet like Mary was doing. The Bible says Mary has discovered it. Mary understood the vision of why Jesus was in that house. So she was right there at his feet. She didn't want to lose one moment. She was focused. Why? Because she understood the vision. Impact, if you're going to be focused in this season, you have to understand vision. You have to set clear goals. What are you trying to fix? How many pounds are you trying to lose? How much money are you trying to save? There has to be vision. Somebody shout vision. Mary understood the vision. She understood the purpose. The reason why Jesus was there. And Martha did not understand the vision. And because of that, she was not focused. I want you to write seven things down. Once again, if you miss something, remember the notes are on the Impact Church app. Here we go. Number one, focus begins with vision. Focus begins with vision. Number two, if you have no vision, then there's nothing to focus on. Number three, focus happens when you start with an end goal in mind. Number four, without clear vision, you'll be distracted by everything and everyone. Number five. Operating without a vision is choosing to be distracted. You have already made a decision to be distracted if you have no vision. Number six, without writing down your vision, you will not even know when you are distracted. Number seven, without vision, you are already out of focus. Without vision, you are already out of focus. Impact, that's why in this church, we've put this book together for you. To help you write your vision for the next 30 days, you're going to write vision, three goals, three most important things that you want to focus on in this season. And then on each week, there's going to be three goals for each week to help you live out your three primary goals. And then on each day, there's going to be three tasks. And then there's going to be scripture on each day. And then there's going to be confession to help you be focused in this place because focus begins with vision. Somebody shout hallelujah. Luke chapter 14 verse 28. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish. It's time to count the cost. What are you trying to accomplish in the next three months? What are you trying to do in the next six months? What are you trying to accomplish in the next five years, the next 10 years? If you don't quantify that vision and write it out, you will never be able to accomplish it. Let's go to the third thing you have to do in order to be focused. Number three, you have to tackle your priorities first. 
You have to tackle your priorities first. Impact. Let's say that together. One more time real big. Please write this down. Your focus is only effective when it is directed by priorities. Your focus is only effective when it is directed by priorities. Luke chapter 10, verse 41 to 42. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. You are worried and upset over all these details. And then he says this, There's only one thing worth being concerned about. There's only one thing worth, worth, worth. When you hear the word worth, it connotes greater value, priority. So Jesus is saying, there's only one thing out of all these details that's more important. There's only one thing that's a priority. Jesus is saying, you can cook tomorrow. You can cook the next day. You can have the food tomorrow. But I am in here today in your house for the last time. I am the priority in this moment. And what I'm saying to you that in this season of focus is time to take inventory of all the stuff that you're doing. What is the priority? What is the most important thing you're supposed to be doing? Impact, please write this down. Very important. Many times people lose their focus because they neglect important things to attend to urgent things. Many times people lose their focus because they attend to important things. They neglect important things to attend to urgent things. Impact Church, there's a major difference between urgent things and important things. Let me say that again. I want this to go into your spirit. There's a major difference between urgent things and important things. I'm going to define these two words. Number one, urgent things are things that demand your immediate attention. Urgent things are simply things that demand your immediate attention. But important things are things of greater value. Important things are things of greater value. Which means impact. Just because something is urgent does not mean it's important. Let me say that again. I want this to ring all over this building. Just because something is urgent. Just because something demands your immediate attention. We got to do it now. ASAP. People texting you. ASAP. 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 Just because something is urgent does not mean it's also important. One time I went on this amazing, beautiful, hot date with my wife. She looks so fly today. She was sitting in front of me. And it was a perfect moment. Back then, we used to fight all the time. This week, we didn't fight at all. I was like, this is awesome. We're going on a date. She was sitting right in front of me. Don't judge me. Some of you are out here. Come on. But we're sitting right there on the table. She was looking at me with her beautiful eyes. Her, her eyebrows were looking beautiful. Like a herd of horses. Her hair was so beautiful. So beautiful. The glory of Jesus was in the hair. Her lips were so beautiful and puffy. Her eyelashes were waving at me. I love you, honey. 
We, we had food in front of us. I had a plate of food. She had a plate of food. But, but I wasn't staring at the food because she was my main entree. Woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that right now. Woo! There's going to be babies at Impact Church this week. <laughs> and I stretched out my hand and I grabbed her little hand. And I looked at her and in Spanish I said, Te amo, mami. And she answered back, te amo, papi. <laughs> cariente, cariente, cariente. And then in this moment, in this beautiful moment, my phone went off. Started vibrating in my phone. I took it out. I looked at it. My boy Jay, I put it back in my pocket. Third time. Fourth time. And I looked at the phone. I said, honey, this is urgent. It's my friend Jay. He's struggling in his marriage. I need to talk to him. And so I said, honey, is it okay if I go and talk to my friend? And she said, it's okay. You can go ahead. <laughs> this is the way she said, you can go ahead. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't you can go ahead. It was you can go ahead. <laughs> Andy, back then I was so foolish. That was my cue. Okay, honey, thank you. I didn't know back then that when she said, you can go ahead, it means stay. It means stay, fool. Don't go. She said, you can go ahead. And I ran off. And Andy, I was in the bathroom talking to my knucklehead friend for over an hour. Don't judge me. You've done it too. <laughs> Don't roll me up in here. And she was like, honey, you left me out. I was sitting out there in my nice dress. I put on the red lipsticks for you and my long earrings. And I did all this stuff and I sat in a restaurant by myself for over an hour looking like a fool. I said, no, you look beautiful. And I said, honey, I was doing ministry. That friend was in trouble. He needed me. His marriage was falling apart. I've been telling him to be faithful. He wasn't faithful again. He was in trouble. I needed to talk to him. This is ministry. She said, no, 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 no. I'm so upset. I said, no, no, no. Honey, you married me. I'm a pastor. You married ministry. I said, honey, we had the worst. We had World War 13. I said, no, honey, this is ministry. I'm putting my foot down. She said, no, that was wrong. That's not ministry. I said, honey, this is ministry. A pastor is like a firefighter, honey. I had to put out the fires. It was urgent. And so we took this argument to our bishop. And my bishop said, son, you neglected the most important thing in that restaurant attending to something you thought was urgent but was not important. She is more important to you than anyone else. Somebody shout hallelujah. There are people in this room, you're wasting time with people, advising people who never listen to you. People have to want to change. 
You cannot change people who don't want to change. You're wasting time talking to people who don't want to change. You want them to change more than they want to change. And you're neglecting the important things, the, the important people in your life to attend to something that's urgent, that's not important. God told me to tell you, you are free from those people today. You are free from those people today. Focus on the purpose of God for your life in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on. I deliver some of you in this place from the need to be needed. Some of you have a need to be needed. So you're focusing on things that are urgent and neglecting things that are important. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm going to give you this last point here. In two minutes, number four, pay the price for focus. Pay the price for focus. Martha is speaking to Jesus. Luke chapter 10 verse 40. <laughs> I love this. I love this drama here. I love this movie. Martha says, Jesus... Doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Number one, Martha, who told you to do all the work? Jesus did not tell you to do all the work. Do that with me, come on. And Mary did not tell you to do all the work. Impact Church, who told you to do all the work? You're killing yourself. And now you're upset with people. And it's amazing how people who are not focused, they get upset and they want the whole world to be unfocused just like them. You're upset with people who are focused on their vision. That's why Impact Church, you have to pay the price for focus. Why? Because when you choose to be focused, someone who doesn't understand your vision will be frustrated and offended with you. Let them be. Let me say this again. You're going to have to pay a price for focus. Because when you choose to be focused, somebody is going to be frustrated with you. Somebody's going to look at you and say, Pastor Femi, you used to be humble. You used to hang out with us all the time. You've changed. You've forgotten where you come from. You have no time for us anymore. Somebody is going to be upset. Let them be upset. Because they'll never understand what you're doing until you're at the top. So pay the price for focus. Somebody shout amen. I'm out of time. Please stand up. We'll continue next week. Thank you, Jesus.